Welcome to the ACO Show. As we work our way around the world of value-based care, Joe and Josh are joined for today's interview by Charlie Culligan, Allidate's Chief Financial Officer, for a conversation about some of the unique issues that come with managing finances in accountable care organizations. Let's get right to it. We are really excited today to have Charlie Colligan, Allidade's Chief Financial Officer or CFO with us today. Welcome, Charlie. Thank you, Joe. We have had folks across Allidade and other companies with uh, and practices with a variety of positions, but never somebody who's purely in the financial administrative operational side here. So I think probably it's useful for you to lead off with telling us a bit about what a chief financial officer does. Certainly, Joe, I appreciate that. And as a frequent listener, I really enjoy the show, so it's a pleasure to be here today as a guest. We have been waiting for someone to say first time, long time. Could you say that? (laughs) Long time listener, first time caller. (laughs) Perfect. So my role as CFO, I'm responsible for really all of Allidate's financial activities. This would include our accounting functions, financial reporting, financial planning and analysis, budgeting, accounts payable and accounts receivable. Also, every every employee's favorites, which are payroll and expense reimbursement. Uh, additionally, perhaps more interestingly, I'm responsible for our capital raising and capital management, banking, uh, board of directors, and investor relations. So many external functions as well, interacting with banks and investors on behalf of Allidade. I don't do this alone, however. I have an amazing team that supports me in executing on these responsibilities here at Allidade. So one question I have just off of that is um, in the startup world, let's say, uh, there are often um, like a, a, a number of um, money raised, let's say, or revenue generated, uh, after which uh, investors or boards will say, you need a CFO. And before that, it's often a heavy operational position and the CEO will do all the fundraising and you basically cobble together your vast portfolio between a few different people. So um, do you have an opinion or a a theory or hypothesis on what that point is and what that point was for Allidade that led them to bring you in? Certainly. Well, I think the the point is reached when a company is reaching scale. And a company, there are certain metrics that indicate that. For example, a a company will reach profitability on a gross margin basis. So the revenue that it brings in from its core operations versus the cost that is directly incurred in providing those services, once that gets to a break-even point, then a company really has the ability to expand quite rapidly and reaches a level of maturity that will attract deeper and broader pools of capital. And and at that point, it's typically advisable to bring in an experienced finance executive as CFO in order to be able to reach 
that broader capital base for the company, which actually can help to accelerate and expand the company's growth. I think Allidade has reached that clearly, and so it was the right time for me to join. I know your background was not in healthcare. Uh, a lot of the things you were just describing, payroll, accounts receivable, those seem like they could apply to any company. Does it matter for a CFO, the, the specifics of the company, or is that a, generally a, a plug and play type position? That's a great question, Josh. And I think that some aspects can be plug and play. As you say, some of those more administrative rote functions, like accounts payable and accounts receivable, really a number of financial backgrounds can, can handle that. However, in Allidate's case, because the mission is so important and so important to me, as well as the way in which Allidade conducts its business on a national basis, but at the local level, I think it's important to have somebody with a background like I have that is both in government programs as well as in technology. So it's important to have that degree of expertise, especially for a company like Allidade that's very innovative and does not have cookie cutter comparable companies. So it's not like I could come in with my finance and technology background and look to look and study some other company that is very similar to Allidade and use that as a crutch to help me launch at Allidade. I had to have some basic skills skills coming in to allow me to to really get up the curve quickly and to add value. So what what did bring you here? Was the mission of the company important or was it more an, an interesting financial challenge? The it really was both. First of all, it's the mission. I frankly was inspired by the mission and the opportunity that Allidade provides, which I see is to help literally thousands of primary care doctors, nurses, and caregivers, and we'll be doing this all for the betterment of our society. I'm a very mission-driven person. I've had that earlier in my career. For many years, for example, I worked in student loan business, and I was part of an organization that helped tens of millions of people go to college. Allidade and what it does, which is value-based care, really attracts broad support, whether it's on a political bipartisan level or at the local level, among providers, among patients, among payers, everyone benefits. And in contrast to some of my other other experiences, sometimes, you know, something like the student loan industry or even technology companies might not have quite as broad support. So that's that's a difference that I actually value greatly at Allidade. More specifically, to your point, Joe, in terms of differences and, and what I've noticed where I can add value at Allidade, I think that in Allidade's case and in the case of healthcare, there's a tremendous level of complexity that is very difficult for an untrained healthcare person to, to understand and digest. It's much easier to explain technology or SaaS company, which is an example of a previous company I worked at. Software as a service. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Software as a service. Or even in student lending, that's fairly simple to explain. And it's fairly simple for people to understand without even having someone detail it for them. And so I bring an ability to translate and simplify things to people, both internally uh, as well as to our external capital providers. 
And that was another reason that Allidade was seeking somebody with a an executive financial background like myself who could really take these seemingly complex programs and initiatives and break them down and make them much easier to explain and ultimately capitalize. So going to an investor and saying, this is what you're investing in. You're investing in this stream of cash flows that may seem to have a lot of regulation, complexities, legalities, and government intervention, but it's actually quite simple, which is to help people achieve better health outcomes by being proactive and preventative in our approach and then saving money and sharing in that success. One of the things that impressed me most as you've joined, Charlie, and I I don't always draw on our experience outside of this recording room uh, for these interviews, but I think this is worth pointing out based on what you just said, uh, that you have filled notebooks with notes, like you're a pre-med student somewhere, uh, on what we do, uh, how we do it, what the practice interactions are like. Um, that was I was really impressed with that, um, seeing you come in outside of healthcare, and clearly you were trying to understand the micro story to tell that macro story. Do you think that's an accurate description? Thank you, Joe. That's exactly right. You hit the nail on the head. It is necessary to understand the nuts and bolts and the micro story, as you say, in order to roll it up for people. It really comes down to day-to-day interactions that we have with practices, with healthcare providers, and indirectly with patients and, and with payers. That's really what drives our business and our ability to expand and to make a greater impact. And so it's describing the simplicity of what we do on a daily basis, and then also having the aptitude to roll that up into a macro story. So going from the very simple to rolling it up to the big story, that's what I focus on. And I try not to get stuck in the middle too much and talk about eight different business lines or things of that nature and 12 different products. I'd rather talk about doctors, patients, and society, and then roll that up into the total picture. I see him writing in those books too, but I, I've just assumed it was uh, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. <laughs> we don't know that to be true. But right. there, there may have been some poetry as well, Josh. Yes. So a company like Allidade, the mission is to get as many lives under management, improve their health care, uh, help doctors provide better care, and bring down the cost of care. Right there, there we succeed there. So what's the, what's the complicated story that you need to tell? Well, the complicated story gets into things like benchmarks, things like risk sharing. Those are things that investors and lenders will really focus on. They'll say, I understand the bright side of the picture. Where's my downside? I worry about that. And what's the fine print? What are you not showing me? Because I'm going to read CMS's latest proposal and I'm going to see... 950 pages. So there must be some traps in there. And that worries me. And it's unfamiliar to me because there's not some other boilerplate language I can read. It's not like working at a credit card company. And I know there are hundreds of credit card issuers. It's not like 
looking at a software as a service company and knowing there are many other providers of various, of various software packages. So I have to reinvent the wheel and learn essentially this entire industry and all of these programs. And so that worries me. So I need someone to guide me through this in a way that's easily understandable. So it's, it's really focusing on, on those risks and traps that may be buried in the fine print. And so besides the, the big highlights that I just mentioned, what do you see as opportunities for Alidaid for financial success? Yeah, absolutely. I see a tremendous number of opportunities. I'm very enthused about our potential. I think we're just getting started as an organization. It really begins with our opportunities in the Medicare Shared Savings Program, or MSSP. We've grown very rapidly, and that was our original product line, if you will. We currently have about 350,000 patients or lives across 24 states. That's only half the country state-wise, and it's a tiny fraction of the 40 or 50 million Medicare beneficiaries. So we have a tiny presence so far, and the ability to truly go national and to go from hundreds of thousands of patients to millions. That, that excites me tremendously. So we're just getting started on the Medicare side, you know, in terms of expansion, and I characterize that as horizontal expansion, expanding again the number of patients, the number of practices, the number of states. We also can expand vertically, if I'll call it that, with our existing practices and patients where we're able to deliver even better clinical results and more savings, better experiences for patients, for, for our practices, as well as for our payers. Additionally, we have the ability to expand into commercial insurance, and that's been growing very rapidly for us. We now total nearly a quarter of a million patients in non-Medicare programs. And in that area, we're able to go to both existing practices as well as potential new practices and offer them an additional way to help their non-Medicare patients. And thus, ultimately, we could be in the scenario of providing support for virtually all of a primary care practice's patients. So that's another area of growth for us. Lastly, and going to your points about my taking notes and enjoying reading, I tend to latch on to something, and I've latched on Allidade, like it or not, I really want to learn everything about what I'm doing. And so I read the entire rule before I started Allidade, and I certainly read the final rule. And I'm From very CMS. excited. Uh, yes, the final rule, which is called Pathways to Success, which is the Trump administration's evolution, if you will, an extension of the Medicare Shared Savings Program. The combination of that, as well as the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Innovation Centers uh, rules um, regarding next generation uh, and primary care options, uh, which just came out this week, provide additional great opportunity for Allidade because they renew the focus on independent, local, primary care physicians and they accelerate their move to value-based care. I think this is definitely the right approach, and I think Allidade is perfectly positioned because we do operate and focus at the local level in providing technology, 
analytics, workflows, and boots on the ground to our practices, patients, and payers on the local level. So we're perfectly positioned for this because the new Medicare programs and the upgrades to the programs to an even greater extent are focusing on the independent providers. And this is exactly where Allidate is positioned. So I'm quite excited for our prospects going forward. You know, we've had 26 episodes so far and no one has said the word Trump in here before. Is that true? Yeah. I think the, the energy of this room is now altered for, for all time. Okay. <laughs> yes. Well, as a finance person, I tend to need to just straddle things. And it's actually, to my earlier point, I think it's quite positive and beneficial seeing that our initiatives have strong bipartisan support. I think that's a good point. Uh, and I, w- I won't go into your uh, political rabbit hole there, Josh. I didn't uh, say good or bad. That's true. Yes, just the, the very existence. Um, so shifting gears just a bit, um, you know, I in business school and in reading financial literature, there's an ongoing debate about the responsibilities within the C-suite, particularly in your position across the country. Um, they use the word, you know, fiduciary responsibilities, which is basically, um, you know, what kind of ethos, what kind of ethics, what kind of rubric are you and others who um, work heavily in the documentation and financial backing of these companies? What are you bound by in that process? Certainly. Well, first and foremost, focusing on the word fiduciary, that's the most important of all. And I, a, the definition of fiduciary is a financial expert who is protecting the interests of others. Mm-hmm. That is most important of all of my responsibilities. So that means I am a steward of the company's capital and resources. I am accountable to ensure that we are not wasteful with those resources and that we are using our capital and resources for the benefit of our customers and stakeholders, as well as for our employees. So it's absolutely incumbent on me to ensure that there's never any misuse of those resources, certainly, which luckily we don't have that problem. Um, But it's also being very, very focused on ensuring that we're investing wisely uh, in our partner practices and in supporting them and ensuring that we're always satisfying our customers. So it's absolutely essential uh, for me and my team to constantly be scrutinizing every use of resources, following up on those, and ensuring that they're deployed appropriately. And as we've seen for other companies um, over the last you know, 15 years, um, that is not a small thing. I mean, you see news stories all the time about companies, startups, well-established companies, publicly traded, um, that don't necessarily respect that relationship and the, the, the responsibility that goes along with signing your financial statements and what that actually means. So, um, you know, I, I have no doubt that you take that really seriously, just as you said, and, and very eloquently. Um, what do you see as the balance? You, you referenced our customers. Um, like, what do you picture when you say that? Certainly. Well, for Allidade, there is a balance, of course, because I have multiple constituents that I am required to serve. 
It includes my fellow employees. It includes the board of directors. It includes obviously our shareholders, the banks who lend to us. And highly importantly, it includes the practices, patients, and payers that we work with. It also includes the federal government. So I need to ensure that we are providing service uh, as we are required to do and contractually bound to do to each and every one of those stakeholders, I will call them. When I've mentioned the word customers, I'm thinking more specifically about the practices, the payers and the patients that we work with that are the relationships that ultimately generate revenue for the company. Um, Overall, my responsibility is to the large group of stakeholders. And so what I need to do and what really takes care of itself and and, and is self-correcting is as long as I am that active and strong steward of our resources, ensuring that we're investing wisely in our mission, then taking care of all of our stakeholders automatically takes care of itself. I think a great way that I heard this phrased when I was in business school is those decisions are pass fail. Like you don't get a B when you're making those decisions. It's an A or an F. And so, um, like it, it is often that clear cut, you know, it's, you know, we have a lot of gray area when you're trying to, you know, figure out what to do, what, what, where to budget one way versus the other, that kind of thing. But, um, when it's a right or wrong decision, it's a pass fail decision. So yes, that's exactly right, Joe. And, and so that's why it requires such intensity and attention to detail. But again, we have many layers of safety on top of that. As I said, we have a very deep team and we're constantly reviewing and re-reviewing each, each of our work. That's very standard for finance and accounting people. That's just part of the structure. Uh, and then we also have other outside third parties, such as our auditors that ensure that we're doing that. So you're right. It is a pass fail exam, but I'm very confident in us meeting the pass every single time because we have multiple people who are cross-checking our work. And as we think through our current priorities as a company, um, you know, one of the areas that I interact with you professionally is on budgeting. And as we learned when I worked in the in the Senate and for a former director of the federal budget, Rob Portman, um, budgeting is prioritization. It's, you know, you, you prioritize things based on what you're going to spend money on them, whether you're the federal government or a venture capital fund or a, a startup company. Um, Right now, what's at the top of your list? Like, what do you what do you see as the highest priority for us through the budget process and and through all your other interactions here? I focus on what is it we're going to need in the next year and in the next five years to ensure the strength and the vitality of our practices, and that we are delivering the optimal optimal amount of resources to them, so that we can all flourish together. Beyond that. Budgeting, in many cases, will focus on internal items such as hiring and providing additional training and you know, even things like incentive compensation to our fellow employees. Allidade is known as one of the top places to work. I'm very proud of the benefits that we provide to our employees. I think it squares very well with our mission. And so that's also very important to ensure that we're taking care of our people. And I know that that's part of Allidade's ethos 
And, you know, looking at a Danny Meyer of Shake Shack example, which <laughs> literary reference, but he's an innovator who started a number of restaurants. And one of his philosophies that I've studied, and I think others at Allidade have studied, is the idea that we're successful together as, as a team by taking care of one another. And so one of my jobs as a steward of our resources is to ensure that we're doing that and to ensure that we have the resources to enable us to take care of our employees as well as our partners. That's great. I think it's the you, you provided the first Trump reference, the second Danny Meyer reference on this podcast. I think that says something about, about us. <laughs> Well, Charlie, this has been great. Thanks so much for taking us through your role and your portfolio here at Allidade. And uh, thanks for spending some time with us. Likewise. Thank you, Joe and Josh. I greatly appreciate it. And I look forward to enjoying more podcasts in the future.